Welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Listen in as we discuss all things business, growth, and marketing with business owners, thought leaders, and entrepreneurs. And now, here's your host, founder of Roundhouse, the creative agency, Saul Edmonds. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Grow Your Business podcast. Today, I'm speaking with Ben Knight from Harcourt Solutions around the topic, the current state of real estate in Brisbane. Ben, how are you today? I'm good, Saul. How are you going? Yeah, really good. How's your how's how's uh, this fine morning in uh, relatively sunny Brisbane? Relatively sunny, isn't it? Nah, good morning. It's a Friday. Looking forward to the busiest day of the week tomorrow in real estate being a Saturday. Yeah, yeah. So, so this um, uh, just before we dive into um, the main part of this is the um, that means open homes for you, right? It does, obviously, like during COVID, when we were all locked down as an industry, we were restricted as well just to private in- inspections. Um, we were very fortunate that we were able to continue. Um, mm. Colleagues in other countries, New Zealand, were completely locked down. But yeah, private inspections, but now we've been opened up. We can do open homes now, uh, maximum 10 people inside um, the property. But it, yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah. I seem to, uh, just judging by... Um, other things too, like restaurants and cafes and other things, people didn't didn't hesitate at all in getting straight back into it. You can see it everywhere, and I mean, I'm I'm sure that's probably the case with you too. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. We're seeing great numbers coming through our open homes um, straight away as soon as those restrictions were lifted. Um, everyone's cautious. Everyone's respectful with what we need to do. There's extra um, details we need to collect now for contact tracing, mm. and obviously the all the hand sanitizer and all that good stuff. Yeah. That goes yeah. Okay. So you're Ben Knight from Harcourt yeah. Solutions and yeah. <laughs> aren't you Ben? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, just before, uh, before we start going into the topic, just for um, everybody listening, uh, could you just give everyone a little bit of an overview of um, who you are, what you do and just a little short annotated history. Um, so, Everyone can get a picture in their heads. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, I work for Harcourt Solutions. Um, we're a big um, group here in Brisbane. We have five offices. Um, we've got Inner City, Inner West, which covers a Gap, Ashgrove kind of area, um, Mitchelton, Everton Park, and Albany Creek. Um, I actually grew up in a real estate family back in um, West Australia right. in a town called Mandritz, about an hour south of Perth. Yeah. Um, when I left school, I worked um, in dad's office for a couple of years, which was great. But then I got the travel bug and um, went and lived in London for a couple of years. I then came back home and thought to myself, how can I travel the world for cheap? And I thought I'll just get a job with an airline. That'll work well. And I did that. Travelled the world, worked with Qantas um, for That's 12 years. That's a good strategy. Years. Very good. Yeah. It was great thinking. <laughs> and, and it was good. It was fantastic. Did, did lots of travel with them. And um, then through work, came to Brisbane. I'm here in Brisbane. I love it. And um, then we were made redundant from Qantas. And I thought, you know what, I'll get back into real estate. Um, being local um, was important to me. I've got two girls now, Poppy and Piper. Hmm. Um, they're in primary school. So traveling became less important. Being local and um, having, you know, flexible working hours um, to work around them um, became more important. And here I am. I sell all over Brisbane. Um, which is another great benefit of working for Harcourt Solutions. I'm not 
confined to a geographic area. Um, I'm a demographic agent um, working all over Brisbane. Yeah, and so so how many years now have you been in the in the real estate game? Well, I've been with Harcourt Solutions now, coming into my fifth year with them. Um, but look, going back to growing up in a real estate family, I was a young kid going to help dad out at open homes. Then when I got my driver's license, I put up the for sale signs with him, helping with you know a bit of his um direct marketing and all that sort of stuff and um, started a full-time role with him for a couple of years um, after I left school and my little girls do the same with me now. Um, they've got their Harcourt's name badges and um, you can <laughs> often see them at open homes and they help me with um, the letterbox drops of flies and all that sort of stuff. So, no, it's great. They love it too. Yeah, so what is um, – I'll just uh, – real estate, obviously, for like a lot of people, even when they're not not buying or selling – a lot of people, me included, actually, and I mean, my wife and I, always quite interested then in in just looking at property, um, just to see the the state of things. Probably more specifically in in Brisbane and Queensland, but you know, more, more specifically Brisbane. So, like, as as a real estate agent, in your experience that you've had so far, you know, obviously servicing clients and helping them with what they're going to purchase and, and sell. How do you currently, like from, from that point in your, your window that you've had, how have you seen the um, real estate in, in Brisbane sort of change over, say, even the last like five years? Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> even in the last five years, um, you know, I remember five years ago, you know, print advertising, as in um, local new newspapers like the Quest um, that's delivered on your driveway once a week, um, was quite still quite large, um, albeit quite expensive. And then um, around that time, Facebook advertising really started to take off as well. Once they um, put Facebook on the share market, and they need to make some revenue for their shareholders, um, and that's been great. Like. A lot of real estate agents now are doing that and doing that using video as well, which, you know, five, six years ago wasn't a big thing. Um, we do a lot of property videos now, pair it up with social media, and um, it's a real cost-effective way to do it. We're targeting the right audience as well, and we're capturing the same type of buyers in the market as what print media did, which is, you know, what we call the passive buyers that are flicking through. Instead of flicking through the newspaper, they're um, flicking through their news feeds now. And um, then there's Instagram and LinkedIn and I'm not on TikTok yet. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. And, and it's all, yeah. I mean, the thing too, with any, you know, whatever perspective you have on, on social media or, or how businesses use it, but then especially for you guys, like I, I've always sort of really considered being on the other end, like a, a, a buyer or a seller, having those, sorts of things at hand now given that you know people are probably busier than they've ever been before more time poor than they've ever been before um especially having um ways to you know when they might not even be able to go and see the property for a while if they're like interstate or overseas or, or just super busy i think they're they're great tools they're probably like i can't see that changing anytime soon in fact it's probably going to become um more of a part like what do you think what what kind of uh you were talking about like video but 
as far as virtual tours and that sort of things, how have you seen that? Like, has, has that been taken up and, and used in a very widespread way? Yeah, definitely. Um, it was, it was, a, it was always there like over the last few years, but during the so-called, you know, Australian lockdown of COVID, it took off. So, um, a couple of months ago, our office actually bought what's called a Matterport camera. Right, um, right. Yeah, which gives us a 3D floor plan and a really detailed walkthrough. It's a fantastic piece of technology. Um, also, we could do like obviously showcase video and walkthrough videos. But this Matterport camera, we started doing it pretty much with every property launched because we were only able to do private inspections. We were concerned that we might actually go into a full lockdown where we couldn't sell anything. Mm. And it gave buyers a real sense of, should we go spend our time to look at this property? And they could do this really good uh, virtual yeah. walk through, um, through the portals. And literally um, during the, um, the COVID period, we sold a property sight unseen to an interstate wow, investor. That's, that's pretty through, amazing. Yeah. Look with investors, it's, it's, it's a numbers thing for them and it's a non-emotional purchase. So if they can walk through the property, they get the building and pest inspection done, it all adds up, they'll buy it sight unseen. So with the borders closed, um, New South Wales um, buyers, well, we're not seeing them up here at the moment. When they open, I'm sure they'll be coming back up here into Brisbane because we were seeing them prior to COVID. But they're doing these walkthrough videos and they're making those decisions, unemotional decisions based on the walkthrough and the floor plan and um, the rental yield. I think that's kind of amazing, especially considering mm. that it's such a huge purchase. But then again, I guess culturally, society in, in, in general has been trained over however many years now to, to be much more used to and much more accepting of online purchasing. Like I remember, um, I don't know how many years ago now, maybe maybe 10 or so years ago, me thinking, I remember my thoughts specifically thinking, oh, I don't know if I would like ever buy certain things online because I would like to be there and do it. But now thinking back to that, I'm like, oh, of course I would. You know, <laughs> you know, I've, I've been, you know, it's kind of a, that big cultural shift in general of using online tools. Oh, absolutely. And it's changed quickly. If you think it was only about 20 years ago that we were told not to put our credit cards online, you know, never, True, ever do yeah. that. It was only five years ago we were told not to jump in cars with strangers and now we're all jumping into Uber. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, um, yeah, I remember having that conversation with somebody when Uber first hit Australia and somebody saying, you know, but, like, why would you do that? You're getting in a car with a stranger. And I said, well a taxi driver's a stranger too, you know, and we don't know them, you know, mm -hmm. so why would you jump in the car with them? But yep. once again, it's a, it's a perspective thing, isn't it? Like it's, it's the, it's how, um, I guess how comfortable we are with it. Plus we're all very comfortable. In fact, more than comfortable with our smartphone technology and using social media, but your, um, uh, I understand you're a bit of a whiz using social media, Ben. Yep, I love it. <laughs> Thanks for that, Zul. Um, no, I do love it. It's a, it's a great way to market property to the passive buyers out there. You know, the main demographic that are purchasing property these days are the demographic that are flicking through their Facebook first thing in the morning as they roll out of bed and 
then during the day. And it's usually one of the last things that they look at before they turn that phone off and go to yeah. sleep. So if you can get those eyes onto what you're selling, whether that be real estate or anything else, it's a really powerful tool and it's targeted. Those people are in the market. We're not just scattergun approach with that. Um, yeah, it's very, very targeted. And then they come through the open homes and we ask them where they saw the, um, where they saw the ad, what, what brought them there. Yeah. They always say the internet. That's first response. Of course, it's the internet. Did you see yeah. it on Facebook? And so many of them say, yeah, actually we did. We saw the video pop up on Facebook. It works. It really, really works. Yeah. Is the, I think that, um, yeah, I think like the fact that, there's there's two sides to a social media experience like you using it for business or anyone in business using it in that sort of way because it's great to get leads and you can analyze data and and get a good understanding but i think like the the flip side is that if it's if it's done well and it's used you know in in the way that you're using it ultimately it does end up being a great tool for for people who then may become a person who comes to an open home because they're ultimately more likely to find what they're looking for, you know, through that process then too, which is the idea of it. You know, it's kind of, it's like how all I mean, search engines work too. They try to match the right result with what someone is searching for. You know, it's like a, it's like a virtual, um, you know, concierge um, sort of service in, and so, you know, if you do that the right way, then it's really, it, it should be in, in the right scenario, like a win-win uh, for both sides, which I think most of the time it is. What do you reckon? Yeah, definitely. And I think what you touched on before is, um, you know, the real-time data that we get back from it, um, you know, back when we're doing print advertising through newspapers a bit, um, you didn't know who was looking at it. You didn't know if it was working. You just knew it was there and it was there, you know, on the Wednesday. And um, hopefully no someone's looking at it. Yeah, we're, you know, we can analyse this in real time. If we're not getting the, the views or the clicks through or the inquiry that we'd expect in day one, day two, day three, we can change it, you know. Um, is are the words that we're using not working? Is the um, photos that we're using as a lead photo not working? We can make those changes really, really quick if we need to. It's great. Yeah. So, um, so apart from the fact, obviously, that you were in a real estate family and that you, um, and that you had that change in work too, what is it that, um, what is it about what you do with real estate that you really get the most out of? Like, what really makes you the happiest in in your job yeah look for me i guess on a personal level it's the flexibility that it gives me to spend time with my family um mm. we do work hard um we're often on our laptop getting deals together or on the phone um you know at eight nine ten o'clock at night um and that's fantastic but um on the flip side if there's a sports carnival or something like that on um i can spend the time um, with my girls to do that um with Qantas, I had a very um, heavy customer service background um, and that's something that I provide both to my um, sellers um, who I'm working for and then the buyers as well to make them feel comfortable enough to either bid at auction or um, put an offer in. So, you know, that customer service, making myself available, um, getting in there, doing the open homes, getting offers and then, um, 
getting great results. Um, you know, when you present that offer to the seller, the one that they love and it, it you know, can allow them to move on um, and create their, you know, next memories in their next house. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's that idea that I guess is still, still evident in, in Australia of, of, I mean, that idea of the great Australian dream of owning your own home and the importance of that. How do you see that, that now say for, um, well, we won't say specifically like the, the younger generation, but people in, in general, as, as a person who's on the ground, who I would imagine has quite a good sense, you know, of people's, um, emotions about how they're reacting to things, what, what they want, what makes them happy, what they don't like. And, you know, what's important is, is that in your discussions with people, do you still find that, that um, maybe not them saying that, but is, is that still evident to you that it's, it's important to people say specifically in Brisbane of like that idea of owning their own home? Yeah. Well, look, I guess the people that I'm meeting through my work all want to own their own home and that's why they're talking to me um, Mm. because they want to buy one. Um, What I'm seeing demographically um, that's changing is probably the idea of, you know, a big 800 square metre block, four bedroom, two bathroom, um, all that sort of stuff in the outer suburbs. We're seeing more of like a lifestyle change where people really would like to live close to the city Obviously, those big 800 square metre blocks are very expensive in the city, so they're happy to sacrifice space for lifestyle, either being close to public transport, close to um, cafes, restaurants, bars. Um, you know, townhouse living's become really popular. Do people mm. still want to mow a lawn? Um, do they want to look after gardens or are they happy to pay a body corporate fee for somebody else to do that? Um, do they want to clean a swimming pool or are they happy to share one? Um, in, in a complex um it's an interesting thing um and it's something that i'm seeing like selling all over brisbane i do sell in the outer suburbs along with the inner ring mm. um yeah the you know the so-called younger demographic that are looking at buying houses they're very happy to stay in that inner city ring generally speaking yeah yeah and i guess that's uh you know is it it depends on people's people's income what sort of professions they are, but have, have you seen say over, I mean, once again, like if we use this, this um, framework of the last five years, um, for example, um, uh, I know this is a bit of a hard, hard one to quantify, but just get your thoughts on it anyway, is, um, do you feel that the, that change in, in prices for, for property has kind of been in line with, um, income that, people had i mean it's i I know it's not it's it's not ideally that that happens yeah with inflation and and um uh and rise in incomes generally but i mean what are your thoughts do you have any anything to i'm sorry on that yeah um it's a really interesting thing but obviously state by state and city by city is you of know, course, yeah. big big difference. We saw a massive boom in Sydney um, skyrocket um, over the last couple of years, um, which has slowly started to come back now, and you know, so-called correct itself. 
Um, here in Brisbane, obviously you can break it down into suburbs and not all suburbs have had the same growth um, as other suburbs. But generally speaking in Brisbane, we've had that really good, uh, you know, maybe three to 8% growth year on year. We didn't experience a big boom like um, Sydney and in um, some respects, uh, Melbourne as well. Mm. Um, so the steady growth has actually been healthy for the Brisbane market. Um, it sort of protects us from less of a bust because when there's a boom, there is, there is a bust. Um, what we have, I guess, noticed is more the house and land, um, freehold land, um, has experienced a lot better growth than, say, units and apartments. Um, it's just a basic um, supply and demand thing. There are a lot of units for sale and it's been that way here in Brisbane for quite some time, um, which has really kept a cap on growth um, for units and apartments. Yeah, yeah. And what about the... Because uh, I... I... Um, just from my own own personal experience, I'm I'm no I don't have my finger on the pulse of property, that's for sure. <laughs> but um, but I've, I've met like a lot of people moving up, um, even some family members and and other friends of friends too from Sydney and Melbourne. Um, because well, I guess partly because they like it up here. No, it's nice. It's a nice nice weather, nice lifestyle. But also partially because then the uh, because of 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 prices too, selling up down there. Have you seen is is that um, has that sort of change or that uh, migration and let's call it from from down south? Has it been an increase in that? Yeah, massively. Um, all through last um, spring and summer, and even prior to that, but we were seeing um, southern state buyers up here every single weekend. And in fact, the last few sales prior to COVID were all to um, interstate buyers. Wow, is that right? That were that yeah. were moving up here both for work and lifestyle, and you know the the value up here compared, I guess, to down there um, is is a major attraction. There's lots of infrastructure work going on here in Brisbane as well, the parallel runway, um, you know, cross city rail um, yeah. and, you know, lots of other things that are, that are going on and bringing lots of work here too. But it was abruptly stopped when COVID began. Um, when they closed the borders, we obviously have not seen any um, Southern State buyers up here looking, but we are getting inquiries. So my feeling is as soon as they um, ease the restrictions on the state borders, um, we will start seeing them coming back up here because they're definitely inquiring. They're definitely calling me. They're wanting to talk about the Brisbane market. They just can't get up here to, to see it. Um, have you seen then any, um, you're with some of that new technology that you were talking about with the Matterport camera and, and, and having a, a, you know, a um, even more comprehensive um, sort of experience for people online have you seen that i mean some of those people too or 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 even like you know overseas buyers that that has become um that you've like heard feedback from people about the fact that that's been a really good experience for them yeah definitely um more so with your investors because it's not emotional um they're happy right. to do that and then as long as it passes the building and pest inspection um, and they're happy to go ahead with that because it's an investment for them. For people looking to move here with their family, um, they may be, you know, less 
um, you know, familiar with the suburb and they'd want to get a feel of the home if it's, if it's their forever home. So they do really want to step inside it, go visit the, the cafes and restaurants, the schools. Um, so they would be less inclined, I guess, to make a um, big decision on a purchase if, um, you know, without stepping foot in it. So they're the people that are probably, you know, we're going to be seeing once they um, open up the state borders. Yeah, driving around the area, I'm getting a feel. Because I can't imagine, like, not, I, I, you know, one, um, you're spending so much money too. But, yeah, you're right. If, if, if you're living there forever, you want to get a feel for the area and, and, and just see, even if you can see it on a map, you know, seeing where your kids might be going to school, how convenient that is and all those little things that you really can't ever, ever get. I mean, no matter how good a, a virtual experience is, you can never really capture that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Where with investors, the questions that they're asking is, you know, how, how close it is to schools, how close it is to public transport, what the vacancy rates are like, um, you know, what the yield is, what sort of weekly rent is, is, is expected to come in, um, where, yeah, the people that are looking for their forever home really want to get a feel for the suburb and, and see and they really want to, you know, have a look at the schools properly and, um, you know, um, speak to the teachers and principals there, things like that. Yeah, yeah. How I, um, I, I kind of know what the answer will be with this, but I'll ask it anyway, <laughs> um, because it's 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 sort of so important, like the visual visual side of things of of selling. Like we've been talking about, video and photography is so important. But you know, having having really say not just good photography, but great um, photography. You know, that can really not only just descriptively capture say a property but give it you know but um let's say artistically give it that you know extra edge or actually more specifically um that plus working with people who are styling properties have you have you had experience with with people who do that because we've got a few um clients and people that we've done sites for and then through other designers who who offer those sorts of services and that plus like in any time I've sort of seen that done really well. Um, even when I'm not, you know, obviously buying any property, but seeing that it gives a, a really extra sort of oomph. Um, have you had experience using those sort of people? Yeah, definitely. So look, photos are everything. Um, most people, are visual, so they'll be drawn into the photos. Um, I'm really specific with my photos. You know, you've got to make sure your cushions are right. There's no wrinkles in the sheets. Um, I do a lot of twilight shots. And, um, you know, if that sunset isn't quite right, they can really edit it and, um, you know, just make it look beautiful. But it's about capturing, you know, the, the feeling of, of the home and, um, yeah, bring, bringing that to light. Um, so when people are scrolling through, your ad stands out. Um, styling fantastic option like you don't want photos of an empty room if you if you can help it um you know there's no emotion in an empty room and it's really hard to gauge how um you know big the room is if there's no furniture in there styling also helps with open homes people love it you know um even though they're not buying the furniture it creates a feeling and, and a sense of home when they're walking through um not everybody has a budget for styling um mm. even though it's preferred and one thing that I do when that's the case is the um, digital furniture and it's really come a long oh, way. Even right. in the past. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
it look, it, it looks fantastic. Um, uh, work really well with the, um, the photographer and the company that does it. And um, <laughs> the sellers love it. Like, it, and the buyers are shocked that it's actually digital furniture. And you can only tell if you look really, really closely that it is. Um, Very it's good these done, days. It's come a long oh, way. It, it's come a long way, you know, gone, gone are the days of Microsoft Paint and it looking blocky yeah, and cool. dodgy and, 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 and all that. It, it looks fantastic. It's modern furniture. It gives you a sense of space. And then when people walk in, yes, we do have an empty home there, um, but it gives us some beautiful um, photos. It gives us beautiful brochures. It gives us a great big, you know, large photo signboard out the front with all that furniture in there to, to create a sense of space and then emotion and um, drawing in the buyers to come and have a look. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right too. Like the, uh, there's that, I guess, one perspective that that is like, well, that's not how the house is, you know. So that's a bit of a ruse. But but I think the important takeaway sort of point there is it's really valuable tool to give context, you know, about and to help people to visualize and go, you know, and like you said, like space too. It is it is even with like a a lovely photo. Of, of an empty room, it is quite hard to go like, how, how would my furniture, how would the things that I'm going to bring in here to make it a, a home, you know, not just a, a, a house, how would that actually work? Yeah. I think. I, yeah. And the feedback we get from buyers as well, when they step inside is probably one of amazement and wow, that's actually a great job. That's worked well. It's a real positive feeling when yeah. they walk, and like I said, like most people are visual. Some people can um, plan things out, but most people do like a plan and that's the, that's the feedback we're getting from buyers. And, yeah, it works really well and looks great. Yeah. No, actually, just another um, sort of question, just on the on the marketing front and, and like having, having eyes on information about um, nice properties and those visuals and that whole side of it, have – have you had any experience or um, or sort of exposure to uh, doing that not only online but on um, digital signboards like that with you know things that are with the I'm same sort of idea but um, you know, essentially um, but just the I mean the kind of explosion of uh, slash transition over from traditional billboards over to digital signage which is I mean, there's still billboards around the place, but mm. a lot of them are becoming more digital and more animated and more um, changing a lot more too. Yeah, we've done digital signboards before and um, even like backlit signboards um, with, with the LED lights at the back, um, especially on main roads, they can really capture people's eyes and especially at night time. Probably the biggest transition we've seen is you know, from the small for sale signboards with the mobile number on it um, to the more larger signboards with beautiful photos on it. So when people drive mm. past, I've got the photos there, they can see what's inside the home without stepping in and then, you know, they can come and view the property on the weekend when it's open. That's probably been the big change I've seen. It will be interesting to see where mm. digital signboards go. Um, look, lots of digital window displays um, in the offices. Um, of course, yeah. Yeah, instead of, you know, the old-fashioned just a photo. But, yeah, that will be really interesting to see where that goes. 
Yeah, because I like it's 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 really only going to get um, yeah with virtual reality or augmented reality too. You know, is there's always um, I think there's always a point in technology working in in this sort of industry where you see the take up of of it. <clears throat> it seems to always have a certain point where a majority of people aren't really using it how the people who make it really would like them to use it um, because yep. one, they're not used to it. Um, there's, there's other options out there that they're more comfortable with, but then there's sort of a transitional period where then there's more take up of it. And the technology also transforms in such a way that for the end user like you or, or somebody viewing it, um, they've then had more exposure to it uh, over some period and then they're just more comfortable with it. I, I think a lot of that comes down to, you know, people's exposure to their use of phones, playing games, you know, that sort of thing. And almost not, there's, there's obviously other factors. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the same to be quite interested given what you've been talking about with um, virtual reality. Yep. Especially and where that crosses over with, you know, augmented reality and uh, um, and recognition of, you know, um, imagery and places and, and things using your phone as well, you know, where it becomes just a really handy sort of tool for people looking at stuff. Yeah. And the virtual reality stuff is fantastic. I've actually used it myself. It, it is amazing and it's becoming a lot more cost effective. Um, it's something I'm really looking forward to. We're probably not too far off having VR sets at home to, the, to a point where the, the cost is going to be worth it. And I have put them on. I've done walkthroughs through properties with them on and it, yeah, it is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, uh, I, I, I wish I could actually probably do that more. I have a bit of, I get a bit, um, sort of motion sick actually, strangely enough. Yeah, it <laughs> happens. Oh yeah. I have, I, I, I did it like I've, I haven't done it that often, but the last time I did it, um, I actually felt sick and I was like, Oh no, I was really, yep. I felt really ripped off, you know, like I was going <laughs> to, because it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. But then I was like, oh, damn it, you know. I know. And look, that can happen. I've heard that's really quite common. It is, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. I, completely, and completely unexpected too, like starting mm. to get a bit of a cold sweat. And I was like, oh, man, this is weird. Yeah, like, hey. right. And, and also thinking, uh, this shouldn't be happening to me. I'm in this industry. This is, yeah. this is, this is wrong. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, too bad. You know. Was it a game? <laughs> uh, it, was, it was actually... Um, strangely enough, it was actually a um, pitch that we would do, we were going to do for a development project for a, a client, and then we were showing them a example of of something with a headset and everything. Yeah, right. And I was trying it on too, and I was like, "Oh dear me!" Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice I just hand it hand it over to them. Yeah, yeah. they were fine. Well, wow, awesome, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think it's it's a um, it's a really it'll be really interesting to watch that. So on, I guess just in uh, as we're nearing the end of the podcast, can I just get your 
um, closing kind of thoughts on on where you currently see like any any growth kind of areas currently in um, Brisbane or things um, about the Brisbane market that would be great tips. I mean, for people thinking about purchasing or selling. Yeah, for sure. Oh, look, I think that 10 kilometer ring from Brisbane CBD, um, that's where people should be looking. Um, you know, land is rare. You can't make more land. And in that 10 kilometer ring, you've got access usually to um, really good public transport, good schools, close to the CBD, um, you know, houses that you can add value to, houses that have already been renovated. And then obviously, you know, you've got your high end properties as well. Um, units and townhouses have been probably good buying for a while because of, mm. of the demand, um, you know, the supply demand um, that, that's going on there. So definitely keep your eye on that market too. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And in closing then too, Ben, would I be able to ask you if you could provide us and for everyone listening with um, a quote, a quote that you like that you feel might be relevant or you just, or you just like, you'd like to tell everyone. Yeah. One that I'm liking at the moment, I don't know, have you been watching The Last Dance on Netflix? The um, no. Jordan Chicago Bulls, oh, so <laughs> good. I've been hooked, I've been hooked. Um, Michael Jordan quote, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, um, which I think is a really good one. And what a lot of people don't know, you know, he's remembered as the number one clutch shot taker. Give the ball to Michael, he'll sink the, the buzzer winning shot. But he actually missed more of those shots than he got. But no one remembers that. Interesting perspective, hey? Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, and could you also uh, just um, let everyone know about best way um, for people to learn more about you and Hakor Solutions and how best to get in contact with you? Yeah, definitely. Um, give me a call, email. I'm sure you'll put the phone number up, Sue, in in the um, spill when you upload it, 043-99-788-36. Love to have a chat about property anywhere in Brisbane. Um, if I can help you out um, with selling, just let me know. Awesome. Thanks so much, Ben. So with that in mind, that is actually it for today, guys. Thanks so much for listening into our podcast yet again. Before we go, please leave your feedback as well as any suggestions for topics you would like us to discuss in any future episodes. Thanks again for listening to the Gray Business Podcast and we'll see you again soon. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of Grow Your Business. Have a great day and we'll see you next time here at the Grow Your Business Podcast.